You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. The Dangers of Humanism. Hello. And welcome to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by ChristadelphianVideo.org. When the manifestos of humanism are examined, it can immediately be seen that they are in direct contrast to Bible teaching. Now, unlike the manifestos, God does not change, and what he has promised has not changed. The path of humanism offers no future. But the Bible shows that there will be a ruler on this earth who is just. So problems that overshadow us now, like poverty, violence and famine, will simply be removed. What is humanism? The doctrines and objectives of humanism have been set out in three manifestos. These contain many statements of belief and aspirations. It is not possible in this short presentation to comprehensively examine all of these in detail. We aim to highlight some of the dangers inherent in humanistic philosophy. Perhaps one of the greatest dangers is that a Christian believer would agree with many of the humanist statements as plausible, sensible and desirable, particularly in the aspiration for a better world free from war, free from violence, oppression, exploitation and poverty. This has led some Christian believers and some Christian groups to embrace certain aspects of humanistic doctrine. We aim to show in this brief presentation that humanistic objectives to achieve a better world are diametrically opposed to the teaching of God's Word, the Bible. This extract from Manifesto 3, first paragraph, concisely presents some of the foundation beliefs of humanism. Humanism is a progressive philosophy of life that, without supernaturalism, affirms our ability and responsibility to lead ethical lives of personal fulfilment to the greater good of humanity. What this brief statement is saying, in essence, is that there is no God without supernaturalism, that human nature is inherently good, that human beings have the ability to lead ethical or moral lives. And so, given time, because human nature is intrinsically good, they would maintain humanism will achieve a better world, a progressive philosophy of life to the greater good of humanity. The Bible directly contradicts this view, revealing that human nature is inherently flawed and incapable of itself in progressing toward a good state. Jeremiah 17 verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it?
the answer is given in the next verse. I, the Lord, search the heart, I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. The Bible sets out God's plan of forgiveness and redemption of those who would recognize their sinfulness and turn to God's word, which has the power of good to change people's hearts and minds. Clearly, humanists reject the existence of God. Humanists maintain that the theory of evolution explains the existence of the universe and the origin of life. This is clearly stated in their first manifesto, first affirmation clause. Religious humanists regard the universe as self-existing and not created. Without ambiguity, humanism is diametrically opposed to the teaching of the Bible, which states in the first verse of the first chapter in Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Note the description, religious humanists, in manifesto number one. Humanism is a religion without God. Man has replaced God as the centre of this religion. It is a religion comprised of evangelists for the course, preachers, statements of faith, manifestos and premises in which preaching of its doctrines is carried out, notably in school classrooms. Here is a quotation from John Dunphy, writing in the Humanist magazine in 1983. I am convinced, he says, that the battle for humankind's future must be waged and won in the public classroom by teachers who correctly perceive their role as proselytizers of a new faith, a religion of humanity. The classroom must and will become the arena of conflict between the rotting corpse of Christianity and the new faith of humanism. That was written 38 years ago. Humanists have since made considerable progress in altering the curriculum in British schools. Here's an extract from the Humanists UK website. Success! Humanists UK celebrates introduction of compulsory relationships and sex education after more than 50 years campaigning. September the 1st, 2020. Relationships include all the different activities with sexual behaviour identified by the acronym LG. BT, lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender. In fact, the acronym keeps being extended to include many other kinds of relationships. You may have noticed in our current society that there is pressure, that these relationships are not just tolerated by all, but actively celebrated and supported. The topic extends into gender identity, 
children are encouraged to decide for themselves, independently from their parents, what gender they feel they occupy, irrespective of how they were born. Did you note the word compulsory? Currently, under the new law, parents will retain the right to withdraw their children from sex education, but have no such right with respect to relationships education. Humanists are currently pressing for this current right of parents to withdraw their children from sex education to be withdrawn. The article from the Humanist website goes on to say, given the vital importance of these lessons, we urge the government to abolish the right to withdraw from all aspects of the RSE, Relationships and Sex Education, curriculum, and make age-appropriate sex education compulsory in primary schools. Irrespective of background, all children should be entitled to inclusive information on relationships and sex. The government must now do everything it can to ensure they receive it. Humanists are inexorably achieving their objective, proposed 38 years ago by John Dunphy, of replacing Christianity with humanism. Parents, do you identify a danger that your prerogative to decide how and when you want to teach your children about the moral aspects of sex and relationships is being taken out of your hands and given to education authorities with the force of law. Another example of enforced education is in the area of evolution and creation. In the first manifesto it states that humanism believes that a man is part of nature and that he has emerged as a result of continual process the result of unguided evolutionary change. And that's come, of course, from Charles Darwin's work, his book, The Origin of the Species. Similar statement in Manifesto 2, science affirms that the human species is an emergence from natural evolutionary forces. And Manifesto 3, humans are an integral part of nature, the result of unguided evolutionary change. Here is an extract from the Humanists UK website under the main heading Science, Evolution and Creationism. This is what they say about evolution. Evolution is the most important idea underlying biology. It is a key concept that children should be introduced to at an early age, so as to protect them from popular misconceptions, in brackets, it is all a matter of chance, and religious fallacies, again in brackets, such as arguments from design, as well as ensure a firm scientific understanding when they study the topic in more detail and depth later on. An understanding of evolution is central to understanding all aspects of biology, from human behavior, to the genetic basis of disease, to ecological relationships, 
and how the environment affects the development and diversity of life on Earth. As such, it should be a central feature of the study of school biology. This is what's said about creationism and intelligent design. Creationism and intelligent design are not scientific theories, but they are portrayed as scientific theories by some religious fundamentalists who attempt to have their views promoted in publicly funded schools. We work for enforceable statutory rules that they may not be presented as scientific theories in any publicly funded school of whatever type. Such rules must also be comprehensive so that it is clear that any portrayal of creationism and intelligent design as science, whether it takes place in science lessons or not, is unacceptable. Here's a quote from Richard Dawkins, who is regarded as a leading proponent of atheistic humanism. Atheism might have been logically tenable before Darwin, but Darwin makes it possible to be an intellectually fulfilled atheist. One of the dangers of humanism is that it is not just atheistic, rejecting the existence of God, but it is anti-God and anti-Christianity. It seeks to replace God's standards of morality as taught in the Bible, with standards decided by the currently accepted views of society. It seeks to legislate against parental influence in these matters. Humanists have pursued an aggressive agenda of change to society, not just preaching humanism, but imposing it by law. Humanists are not content to rest with imposing their views on education in schools. It also extends to the home. Here is another quote from Richard Dawkins from his book, The God Delusion. Faith can be very dangerous, and deliberately to implant it into the vulnerable mind of an innocent child is a grievous wrong. Dawkins goes so far in his book to say that this is child abuse and is pressing for a law to prohibit Christianity being taught in the home environment. True Christian believers have long accepted and practiced the wisdom of God. It is expressed in Proverbs 22 verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old he will not depart from it. The irony of the humanist position is that they want to apply the same principle to achieve their objective of developing a totally secular society. I would like to return to the word progressive that was used in the statement from Manifesto 3. Humanism is a progressive philosophy of life. Humanism is not a fixed point of view. In the first manifesto from 1933 to quote, it was designed to represent a developing point of view, 
Manifesto 2, 1973, begins with a preface. It is 40 years since Humanist Manifesto 1 appeared. Events since then make that earlier statement seem far too optimistic. Nazism has shown the depths of brutality of which humanity is capable. Other totalitarian regimes have suppressed human rights without ending poverty. Science has sometimes brought evil as well as good. Recent decades have shown that inhuman wars can be made in the name of peace. This tacit recognition that humanism had thus far failed to alleviate many of the oppressive problems of this world is offset by a note of hope. The next century can be and should be the humanistic century. Dramatic scientific, technological and ever accelerating social and political changes crowd our awareness. We have virtually conquered the planet, explored the moon, overcome the natural limits of travel and communication. We stand at the dawn of a new age, ready to move further into space and perhaps inhabit other planets. Using technology wisely, we can control our environment, conquer poverty, markedly reduce disease, extend our lifespan, significantly modify our behavior, alter the course of human evolution and cultural development, unlock vast new powers and provide humankind with unparalleled opportunity for achieving an abundant and meaningful life. The next paragraph begins. The future is, however, filled with dangers. We shall review in a moment what the future from 1973 has actually realized in this world. Manifesto 3 from 2003 contains this introductory statement. The life stance of humanism, guided by reason, inspired by compassion and informed by experience, encourages us to live well and fully. It evolved through the ages and continues to develop through the efforts of thoughtful people who recognize that values and ideals, however carefully wrought, are subject to change as our knowledge and understanding advance. One of the subsequent main paragraph headings <coughs> reads, ethical values, that is morals, are derived from human need and interest <coughs> as tested by experience. Ethical concerns the principles of morality, deciding what is right or wrong and following right actions in one's life and interaction with others. Ethical moral values, the humanist would say, are driven by human need, decided by human beings, governed by views and reactions to changing circumstances and opinions. Humanistic values are evolving, continually developing and subject to change. 
The danger is that what you might agree with and accept today could change tomorrow and take a different, unacceptable course. This is contrasted with the definitive statements in Old and New Testaments that God does not change. His standards are eternal. Malachi 3 verse 6 from the Old Testament I am the Lord, I change not. And in the New Testament, James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. To conclude, I would like to briefly review what the future from 1973 has actually realized. On the 19th of July 2014, the United Nations General Assembly's Open Working Group on Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs, forwarded a proposal for the SDGs to the Assembly. There were 17 proposals made, comprehensively addressing existing human problems with the aspiration of progressively improving everyone's life in this world. The proposals are expressed in language which, in the main, humanists and Christians would endorse. The essential difference is that humanists would maintain that mankind can realize these proposals, whereas the Bible makes it clear that man cannot achieve these ideals apart from God. I pick out three of the proposals, for example, which illustrate that these worthy goals have not been and cannot be achieved by mankind's efforts. Though this is not to take away from many highly motivated and caring people and organisations that are trying. Goal number one concerns poverty. End poverty in all its forms, everywhere. Goal number two, zero hunger. End hunger, achieve food security and improved nutrition and promote sustainable agriculture but sadly, what do we actually see in our world in 2021? A quarter of the world lives in societal poverty. Poverty remains rife all over the world. As far as hunger goes, hunger is rising. COVID-19 will make it worse. Significantly, the pandemic has greatly affected the lives of so many individuals and of countries. So the rise of hunger shows no sign of abating. Goal number 16 concerned war, violence, and was an aspiration to promote peaceful and inclusive societies for sustainable development, provide access to justice for all, and build effective accountable and inclusive institutions at all levels. 
is a map showing ongoing armed conflicts in the world as of April 2021. You see that it is color-coded to indicate the severity of deaths in the different wars. Brown being the most significant and down through red, then orange and yellow. These three goals have been selected particularly because the solution to each problem is given in the Bible in Psalm 72. Though there are many other Bible passages, of course, that address these and the other human problems listed by the United Nations. Psalm 72 is a future picture of God's righteous King, the Lord Jesus Christ, reigning over the kingdom of God upon this earth. The answer to goal number one, no poverty. He shall judge the poor of the people. He shall save the children of the needy and shall break in pieces the oppressor. As far as hunger goes, there shall be handfuls of corn in the earth upon the top of the mountains. The fruit thereof shall shake like Lebanon. And regarding war and violence, in his days shall the righteous flourish and abundance of peace, so long as the moon endures. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river and to the ends of the earth, a worldwide kingdom. He shall spare the poor and needy and shall save the souls of the needy. Here is someone who cares about people and has the power and authority to make this a better world. He shall redeem their soul from deceit and violence and precious shall their blood be in his sight. This is the good news of the kingdom of God and is a message which has not changed. It is a consistent promise made throughout the Bible and one we believe will soon be realized at the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. In this short presentation, we have tried to accurately present some of the worldviews of humanistic philosophy and to highlight the dangers inherent in this philosophy. We have not attempted to advance evidence for the existence of God, nor expound in detail his great plan and promise of salvation from death and the hope of eternal life in a restored world. Ultimately, whether we subscribe to the religion of humanism or Christianity or any other religious faith or worldview is a personal decision. God has allowed every individual the right of free will choice. We would encourage you to think carefully about these matters and would point out that there are many Christadelphian video and audio recordings freely available that present evidence that God does exist, that he has an unchanging purpose with this earth and that there are convincing reasons for believing his word revealed in the Bible. Thank you for listening.
Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at btf at cdvideo.org. If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen.